Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, joined by Jason Shear. Hello, Shear. How you doing, dude? Splendid. How are you, Michael? All right. That's what I like to hear. That's what we all like to hear. All right. We're going to talk about a lot of Arizona defensive coordinator situations. Shear and I are going to disagree on some stuff. We're going to talk Jacob Kangaika. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball. But first, Johnny Nansen has moved on uh, to the University of Texas. It's an odd situation because it's essentially kind of a, a it's a little bit of a job demotion in that he's not going to be calling plays. Um, he did a really nice job this last year here at the U of A. Sheer, what were your initial thoughts? I mean, yeah, it, it's look, I, I know he's probably going to make more money and it's Texas, but it's a demotion. I mean, he's he's not calling plays. I, I think that that was the biggest surprise of the whole thing is that basically he was willing to give up play calling and try to advance his career in that manner versus Arizona, where he's probably one year away from shoot being a, a head coaching candidate somewhere. All right. Now um, I am, I am of the belief, all the people here that are super upset about this. Again, this isn't saying something uh, after the person's out the door. That's generally what Shearer does when he kicks them, when they leave the uh, room, but Dwayne Aquina, to me, is the easy, easy hire. Um, Dwayne Aquina, listen, you watch one year with Johnny Nansen, and uh, year one, this was one of the worst defenses in college football. Um, now, granted, you know, his first year in the system, Dwayne Aquina comes in, and this is not just some analyst. He was incredibly active in practice and games going up and down the uh, field. Dwayne Aquina to me is an easy choice. You bring it, you hire him as the defensive coordinator. You bring in a co-DC to recruiter and, you know, it'll be the defensive coordinator of uh, uh, emeritus and waiting, blah, blah, blah. This is the easy one. You got a genius on the staff. It's go for broke time. Dwayne Aquina, buddy. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Do you remember, I'm trying to think. Do you remember why Dwayne Aquina was demoted at Texas? Was there like a reason behind that? That Remember? I don't know. And that was like the only time he called plays. He never called plays at Stanford. That's the one thing that I find weird is that I and I like Akeen. I don't disagree with you, but he's called plays for what, like two years? He called plays at Arizona. Yeah, but that was in 1990s. What was that? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I like I, I think it depends. Look, I, I like Akina and I have no issue with him calling plays, but I think even you would agree that if they do if they go that route, they need to bring in a young 
aggressive recruiter. Yeah, no, I'm totally cool with that. I'm totally yeah. cool with that. But like I said, yeah. that to me, and let's talk about Akina here for a second because he was really, you noticed Dwayne Akina at practice. You noticed Dwayne Akina with the way that he interacted with the players, the way that he interacted with the coaching staff. And let's be honest, the defense looked fragmented in that first year under Johnny Nansen. It never felt like the uh, defensive backs or the defensive backs and the linebackers and the uh, uh, the down linemen were all on the same page. This past year, it felt like they were all on the same page. It's funny because now that he's gone, I could I could tell this story. We were uh, we went to practice one day, me and a couple other reporters, and Johnny was there. And we asked Johnny, we straight up said, "Why is the defense so much better?" And he goes, "Well, it's the players." He goes, "We just have better players." And it's like not like in and. And a lot of that in college football, that's the key. Like, you have better players. And they brought in Akina, and he helped a lot, obviously. Um, there has been rumors the last season that Akina has had a, a major, major hand in, in helping Johnny. And, look, like, I don't think Johnny all of a sudden became some super defensive coordinator in a year. Like, this is still the same guy that everyone wanted fired after his first year or whatever. He got better players. And as long as you – surround whoever even if it's akina if you surround him with good players he's generally going to do well if you hire a new guy they're generally going to do well i think for the continuity of it i think there's a lot of value in that and that's where akina comes in as well yeah and with with akina the other thing i think you need to look at is that um they stopped the DBs. Look at the DBs for a second. Akina, if you look at Akina's resume, he's probably as good a defensive backs coach as there is in college football history. I mean, you've coached three Thorpe Award winners, something like 19 first-round picks, all of that stuff. I mean, he knows what he's doing. But you know what you also noticed about the defense? When Nansen's first year, the ASU game felt like it was every single game where it was Marcel Yates 2.0, where we're giving up 15 yards. Just only give him 15 yards, and then uh, hopefully we can force a turnover or something. That all stopped once Akina took over, or Akina came in. I looked it up, by the way. And this isn't a shot at Akina. I was just wondering. So he was he was fired in, in 2007. Their defense was awful. <laughs> You're going to laugh. His co-defensive coordinator, who also resigned, was uh, Larry McDuff. Yeah. Arizona, baby. Uh, and so, but he, but to be fair to Dwayne Aquina, his replacement was Will Muschamp. So, yeah. All right. Well, well either way, I don't, I don't, I don't, but I, all I'm saying is this you hire Dwayne Aquina. Next year is a go for broke year for Arizona. I, everybody says, well, you know, what about the, uh, you know, what about next year and all, or what about, you know, uh, a continuity in this and that? All I care about is really is next year. And because if you get two straight 10 win seasons or two straight back to back, really, really good seasons, which Arizona has never had in the past, then it becomes if Jed fish were to leave, definitely don't want that to happen. But if Jed fish were to leave, then it becomes, I think a little bit easier uh, to look at and say, all right, well, you just had two straight 10 win seasons here. It can be done at the U of a, I think we all need to be honest with ourselves here, right? Like next year's the go for broke year for That's everyone. Right. And in Jed Fish's career next year is go for broke. If he gets 10 wins, uh, you know, we all love Arizona football. He he's not here for long if he gets 10 wins next season. Let's just be real. Right. And so in Jed's mind, that's one of the reasons why he probably is is anxious. Like he has told everyone around him, I'm not even talking to you about this hire. This is my hire. And the reason is because if he gets this wrong, his career trajectory changes. Right. And you look at Florida football, 
That's the dream job. The NFL is the other dream job. Florida's going to open up, right? But all of a sudden, because that, that schedule is just ridiculous. All of a sudden, is Jedfish wins six games, seven games, because he makes the wrong hire, right? He's not as attractive for Florida anymore. And right. and, and that's and, and look, I'm not, you know, I don't want to cause an uproar or whatever, but you bring in a young guy, and that's part of your sell too. Be like, look, if you do a good enough job this year with Dwayne Aquina, you're going to be a head coaching candidate, right? Like that, you're, or you're going to be a candidate for a promotion, whatever it may be. So it, it's it's a whole, it, and that's that's just where Arizona football is. And I almost wonder if that's part of the reason why Nansen left is because he knows that at the end of the day, if if Jed leaves in his mind, he's not going to be here much longer either. So it, it's something where for everyone, for everyone in the program, next year's the go for broke year. It just well, let is. me ask you this: What if they're competing for a national championship next year, Jason Shear? You and I have very different opinions on next year's upside. Maybe if you can show that you can compete for a championship, maybe you stay. Maybe you do. Maybe, but or you know, look, I am a firm believer. In everything. This isn't even a Jed Fish You're thing. Firm believer in everything. That's good to know. Yes, that every coach should should leave their school after a certain amount of years. Because what happens is it goes up and then it goes down. It just does. And when it goes down, your fan base, your AD, they don't care about the time when it went up. There are very few coaches that could stay at their school for a long time and win consistently. And those are right. considered the best coaches ever. All right, fair enough. Like, you know, so like Lute Olson would certainly agree with you then. Yeah, he stayed and, and he's one of those few that you know right. he also left eye. But but if you look like like Saban, like those guys are good, but then you look at other guys that leave their spots and they're fired what three years later? Right. All right, fair enough. All right, now let's talk about something else where you're wrong on something. You were wrong. All right. We need I well, first of all, two things. Sheer, from now on, you'll never doubt me. I told you that Johnny Nansen was out the door we, 10 days ago, and you uh, you went to, uh, to somebody else, and you said they said you're wrong, Mike. I was right. You were right, but to be fair, I don't want to get into it on this. I I was... You were you were hoodwinked. Right. All right. You were, hood, you were hoodwinked, and you got from now on, you will listen to me because the same person that told me about the Big 12 was also the same person that told me about that Nansen was out the door. Yes, but you know, all right. Apologies are needed. What's that? Apologies are needed. All right, Let's just now, say that. Chris Part, you've been pushing Chris Partridge. Um, you've been pushing this with all of the all the fiber and the sheer soul. Um, this is this one is not. I don't believe this one is going to happen. Just mere, merely because. He was fired at Michigan just now. Now you could say that maybe it wasn't because of NCA reasons, this, that, or the other. Arizona just got out of a dark cloud from the Sean Miller era. You know what they're not looking to do is bring something like that back in here. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. I mean, that that wouldn't surprise me. You know, he, he wasn't fired for breaking an NCAA rule. He was fired by Michigan for discussing the investigation with others. He never... The, the earlier reports were wrong, which is why he came out, if, if you look, he came out with a letter in December uh, that was basically like, I never destroyed evidence. Michigan will actually back me up on that. Um, he is a very good coordinator with connections to Jed. I think it's a home run. From what I understand, he's going to have multiple other offers. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if, if Dave Heakey goes to Jed and be like, Jed, 
we got to stay away from this one. I know he's good, but we just can't mess with it. Then, yeah, I mean, it, it, it and, and that's that's a viable thing to believe. I, I, it wouldn't shock me at all. All right, all right. Now with the uh, now. We also need to tell something here. Oh, yeah, Joe Salavea. Many people asking about Joe Salavea. All right, I like Joe Salavea. He was one of my favorite players when he was here. He got hurt every single game, but either way. Joe Salavea is not an option as a defensive coordinator or really calling plays because Joe Salavea, I think, has kind of petered out at a certain level. Is that fair to say, Jay? Can we agree on this, Jason Shearer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was attacked because I said, look, I love Joe. Joe, Joe was one of my go-to guys when he was here on the staff. Uh, he was one of the first coaches I met. Great dude. I'm trying to find the way to put it. There are a lot of guys on this football staff that could sit down and remember plays and remember games from years ago and really dive into the X's and O's more than you would probably ever want, right? Mm-hmm. Joe wouldn't be that type of guy. Joe is a football Go Joe's like Chuck a little bit. All right, like I'm mo- you know, like a motivator, like a motivator. I'm not going to dive in the exodus. My guys will play for me. They're going to play tough. We're going to be a tough dude. But if you want me to draw up this, 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 and this, it's just probably not my strength. Yep. All right. Now, now let's talk about. Uh, we'll get back to this a little bit. But first, let's see here. What do we want to get out of the way first? How about the BetMGM Sportsbook app, my friends? Sheer, have you bet anything on the BetMGM Sportsbook app? Uh, I'm thinking of betting tonight's game, but I don't. I'm know back yet. in Washington. I'm back in Oregon's Big Brother, Washington. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least ten dollars. If that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for details. We both like Washington on the BetMGM app. Jason Shear. It is a little concerning though that the spread is moving in Michigan's direction. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'm just going, I'm just going with, I'm back in Washington. I'm back in this. You also don't believe that Arizona can compete for a championship because of you saw Washington and how they played against Texas, but it's almost like you forgot that you saw that Washington play against Arizona, Jason Shear. I just, I, I think a lot of things I said that I, I need to see who, who Arizona adds in the portal before I say they're a championship team right now, as it stands, they're not good enough to win the national title. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. All right, now let's talk Jacob Kengaika. Um, all right, I gotta put this down. Sure, we gotta have we gotta make this prompt though, Jacob Kengaika. Jacob Kengaika is an interesting story because he came here as a walk-on. Arizona try or Arizona gave him a scholarship. And unlike uh, what you're trying to put out there, Jacob Kengaika is actually good. This is a little bit of a loss for Arizona. A little bit. I mean, look, but the reality is if there's probably bigger problems for Arizona if they can't replace his production. Is that fair to say? Best pass rushing interior defensive lineman. You left that out on your tweet. I mean, he's really not. I mean, the stats. He had the most fumble. He had the most fumble recoveries. He had half of sack more than Savea, who had triple the tackles for loss that Jacob Kengaika had. I'm just saying Arizona needs depth along the line. It's not the end of the world. You can replace Jacob Kengaika. That's what I'm saying. Right. But it is kind of a weird situation entirely. But Arizona does need to replace him, though. Yeah, absolutely. They need to replace him. But they, they, and I would hope they can, right? You would hope they could replace a guy like Kungaika. I think Kungaika is a solid player. I'm curious to see how much he plays at ASU. Is it the end of the world or like some horrible thing that they lost him? No, they should be able to replace him. All right. What's, do you want to talk about what happened behind the scenes? Uh, Sure. I don't care. 
He doesn't like Johnny Nansen, correct? Yeah, he doesn't like Nansen. He didn't think Nansen treated him the way he should be treated. And uh, he left. And people are like, oh, why is T-Mac and this player and this player uh, wishing Kangaika well? First of all, Kangaika is a nice kid. Second of all, these Polyne- Polynesians love each other. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, they're going to like, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, they're they're going to wish him the best of luck. Why not? His parent is his mom is a sweetheart. I don't even know if she realizes she does the gravity of what her son just did, but whatever. You know what's you know what's crazy about the Kangaika thing is that her mom until yesterday afternoon, last I checked, it was about 1 p.m. She still had the back the A emblem on yeah. there as she's retweeting all the ASU stuff. I made fun of them because he has that video where he's like forks down whatever and i was like i love college but she liked it like she's like she does it i don't think she fully understands the gravity but it's it's whatever i mean at the end of, and like look they're gonna replace him like I, i'll give a name i you know i don't know if anything's changed with nansen but last i heard they were on jackson moy from stanford mm-hmm. you know if they go and they get jackson moy is he any different than jacob and probably not jackson moy is he related to wendell moy no different spelling that is really funny. Everybody in this entire media uh, uh, didn't know yeah. how to uh, until we heard it on an announcement, and then we looked in the chart. And they're like, "Oh crap, we're right. We're right. We're wrong." When oh, okay. No one, no one corrected us whatsoever. All right, we got to talk a little bit about. Uh, yeah, nobody corrected us, but you know what? We blame Jeff Bow for that. Um, now, when it comes to uh, Northwestern North, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Arizona offensive line because obviously there's a lot of questions about that with. Uh, um, you know, with the way it performed against Oklahoma. First of all, no more Joe Borjon. We agree on this. <laughs> like he said, so mean, but yes. Yeah. yeah okay. we agree. As you're dissing me, no more Joe Borjon. Again, sure, he's a great person, great, um, all kinds of good stuff. There's nothing wrong with having a, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with, um, how do I put this? Um, depth, 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 depth. Yes. Fair enough. There's nothing wrong with depth. Yes. Um, but, all right, so you get the transfer in from Northwestern. This is an interesting one for me because he's going to start at left tackle by all accounts. Coaching staff loves him, um, huge fans. My question is this, and again, I trust the coaching staff, but my question is this, why it? he was a low three-star recruit by your guys' own rankings, and he didn't play at Northwestern? Whoa. This isn't like, at least on paper, this isn't like you're bringing in, um, this isn't like you're bringing in somebody and you're like, oh, he's going to be here for two years and off to the NFL. What are we all missing, Sheer? Well, first off, saw him at the basketball game. He's huge. And, uh, he's a monster. Much bigger than I thought he'd be. He was the top tackle on Arizona's board coming out of high school, right? Like, they liked him that much. He goes to Northwestern because he wanted to impress his mom, basically. His mom winds up passing away medical condition that i mean look from what i understand that i mean that has some mental you know impact on a kid obviously uh it and and it, it got to him at northwestern and i you know maybe it was all mental maybe some of it is he wasn't good enough i don't know but like as soon as he was able to like his his mom has family in tucson he's much more comfortable here and the belief is he's around family he's got the I don't want to say the situation behind him, but um, he he's able to get through it easier. Um, and and now that he's able to focus, he's going to to kind of take a step forward. Also, how many teams besides Arizona play freshman offensive linemen? 
I'm just, no, I get it. I get it. And I'm, listen, I, with this staff, you know it. I totally trust their evals because their evals are absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm just saying that it's a little bit, it, it makes me a little bit uneasy. That's all, especially to Northwestern wasn't exactly the greatest team in the world. And left tackle is an incredibly important position on the offensive line. That's where it makes me a little uncomfortable there, Skier. I trust the coaching staff. You clearly don't. Do you back the A? Uh, obviously you don't there's a lot of uh a lot of questions for you all right there are a lot of questions we're gonna make fun of mick cronin in a little bit by the way which is going to be absolutely if you did not read that uh i almost said dave plashke uh that bill uh bill plashke article about mick cronin very very funny all right now Looking ahead a little bit, our good friend Tony Gimino put out that he expects uh, Arizona to be the favorite in the Big 12 next year. I agree with him. I think Arizona goes in there being the favorite. Um, I know that on the betting odds, Utah's uh, considered better Kansas State. I still believe that uh, the betters and Vegas are behind the uh, curb on Arizona, Skier. Yeah, I think Arizona's probably the favorite. But yeah, it's Utah, Kansas State, Oklahoma State. Will probably be up there now that their quarterback got a 14th year. Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah, I, I would put Arizona, I, I think it's going to be more difficult than people think. I think there's a lot of people that have taken this season and assume that Arizona is going to walk into the Big 12 and beat the crap out of everyone. With Utah, I like to see if Cam Rising can even play football at this right. point. You know, that's the big thing. They've lost a lot of guys to the portal. Kansas State should be good. Um, but they lost Will Howard. You know, like there's there's questions that Arizona doesn't have that these other schools have. For sure. Now, Mr. Tyler Warden, that's very much like a knight. Um, is the plan to keep someone who runs primarily a 4 2 or we would target a DC? It would be to keep that because, again, you look at Arizona, the strength of their defense is their defensive backs. You've got a lot of defensive backs that can play. You want as many defensive backs that out on the field as possible there, Skier. If – it would be a, a horrible mistake if Jed Fish hired someone that has to revamp the entire defense. You can probably get away with the 3-3-5, even though I'm not even a fan of that because you don't have that many linebackers that are good enough on the roster to do that. Uh, to come in and, and change the defense would be a mistake. I think one of the biggest things and one of the biggest obstacles besides talent was Don Brown and Johnny Nansen ran a completely different system. And we saw in the first year how that didn't really work out all that great. So, it, again, if you're going for broke this season, I think one of the last things you want to do is come in and change the scheme completely and have the guys learn another one. All right. Now, going for broke, that would almost imply keeping Dwayne Aquina around as the defensive coordinator. I would keep Dwayne Aquina around. Make him the pa We've already discussed this. Keep Dwayne Aquina. You want to have him call plays, that's fine. Make him the passing game coordinator. Both teams in the title game tonight have that. You bring in a young recruiter type, make him the run game coordinator, and you're good. All right. Now, have you thought about, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, that Dwayne Aquina has thought about using game time at some point during his career? I think that's all he thinks about, probably. Yeah, I think, I think you're right on that one. Okay, game time. Check it out. Here's the deal. You can get concert tickets. You can get uh, sporting event tickets. My guy Frank Caliendo is coming down to town on the 20th. I will be backstage because let's be honest here, Frank, people are coming to see me at Desert Island, or uh, not Frank Caliendo. Hey, Tony Jones, the great Tony Jones. Uh, um, But uh, anyways, check it out. 
Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Okay, now what were we just talking about, Sheer? Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, Belichick. The Belichick rumors. All right. Now, there's a massive troll on Twitter that was very fun to make fun of. We are not serious about Belichick as the defensive coordinator, although we would certainly take him. But it is funny that one person took that bait, uh, Jason Shear. It made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, Yeah, like, what are we doing here? He's not going to be defensive coordinator. <laughs> so it was very clearly a joke. And uh, there's people that are running with it. So yeah. good luck to you that. Know, if you believe in that, then you've got bigger issues in life. And I think there's other people that are reporting that he would basically be like an analyst if he didn't go <laughs> here. Like, no, no, he's not. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, very, very, very good. This makes me laugh a great deal. Okay, was asked by uh, who asked about the offensive line, the offensive line. Um, All right, so you're going to have Deuced at left tackle. You're going to have Polito at right tackle. You're going to have Big Jonah back in at guard, Wendell Moy and Josh Baker. That's your offensive line. Boom. Correct. Yeah, all right. And uh, uh, But I would like to see... I would like to see Leif in somewhere. We need to find a way to get Leif action. How do we do I'm on it? I'm on it. How do I'll we get do it? it? I don't know. He could be now, like thinking, the, uh, the versatile play, you know, play everywhere type of guy. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way when it comes to that. I want Leif on the offense. I want Leif somewhere out there because Leif deserves it. Um, all right, now. Uh, where do you want to go? Uh, let's see here. Where do you want to go? All right, real quick tonight, we're going to talk about Washington and uh, Mich- Washington and Michigan. We're all rooting for Washington. This is correct, Sheer. Well, yeah, it's who is it? Right. Okay. Just wanted. To make By the way, I see the question about from Brad Rich. Bruski's not an analyst. He does nothing. Yeah. No, like the people that like think that actually that uh, that he that Bill Belichick's going to come here and like hang out with me and Sheer in the press box as an yeah, analyst. He does nothing. He doesn't look at game film or anything. Brewski is, he shouts out Arizona on TV, basically. He doesn't do anything, correct. And that, you know what, they're more they're more than okay with that. Now, I could, yeah. see, Bel- I could see Belichick coming to like a practice. Yeah. But the people that think he's going to be here is some kind of analyst. That would, you imagine Bill Belichick? Talk about a, uh, being considered at one point the greatest uh, football coach of all time, and now you're hanging out in uh, you're hanging out in Arizona working with uh, Tia Savea on the D line. That'd be awesome. When Bill Belichick is done with football, I assume he'll be a guy that we never hear from again. Like he's just going to go somewhere. You got to admit, I was right on Belichick being a product of Brady. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious what he does. That I guess he said today that he's willing to give up the GM duties in order to stay. So, Jed Fish, GM of the Patriots. Jed Fish, GM of the Patriots. Jed Fish, OC, going to the save of Bill Belichick's law. Okay, now, um, oh, Mr. Tyler Warden, great question. This is true. We need to talk a little bit about the depth on the O-line because the depth on the O-line is intriguing. Um, Rhino can play uh, as Elijah Payne and Tylan Gonzalez Along, like we said, with our guy Leif, these are all three. These are all three or four pretty enticing options going forward. We are not out on Rhino at all, Mister Tyler Warden. No, I don't think he's ready to start and play every snap, but he's a nice depth piece right now, and they like him. He'll improve, but I mean, he's just not going to play over any of those guys on the current roster. But it's also called depth. It's what Arizona needs to continue to do. You keep building a depth, Jason. Sure. Also, let's talk to Mon Williams. Um, I like Braden Dorman a great deal. Um. Listen, a uh, good kid, strong, uh, good quarterback. 
It feels to me like Demon Williams is going to be that backup quarterback sooner than later. Um, he he fits the profile. He can move around. He looked absolutely fantastic in the uh, that All Star uh, game, whatever it was called. Demond's the goods. And what's interesting about this is Demond redshirts for say a year. Um, you know, you got Noah. Demond could have multiple years here at Arizona after Noah moves on. Demond Demond can play. I think Demond's going to be the backup at some point. Oh, I think he's a backup right away. Yeah. I really do. I, I think he wins that number two job very quickly in the spring. Uh, that All-American game performance was awesome. Probably should have been MVP. Again, this is another case of Jed taking a guy. I think he measured in at 5'8", officially. This is another case of Jed taking a 5'8", 5'9", quarterback who is awesome. And if he was 6'2", he would have gone wherever he wanted. And Arizona takes him, and he's going to have a great college career. Yeah, and keep in mind, he was committed to Ole Miss. So, again, I'll, I know everybody wants to make Ole Miss out. Like, And shout out to a James Phillips' brother, Jason, for not giving me the uh, – um, the third team in the SEC that Arizona is uh, uh, that is clearly better than Arizona, but he want I think he wanted to say Ole Miss. Henry Vasar has time to coach the linebackers. <laughs> that was very very funny. See, all right, let's talk Dorman for a second. Um, now, what you're going about to see with some folks are going to start pushing Dorman as essentially Peyton Manning, um, and Dorman's Dorman's not a bad player. He's just he's kind of caught in a numbers game. Listen, Noah Fafita is not coming off the field. Another Another win for Mike Luke. Um, Noah Fafita is not coming off the field. And let's just be honest. DeMond's more explosive, more dynamic. That's, that's just kind of the way it is here. Yeah. It's, people assume that like, like there's a question on the side, like, oh, we, we only talk about Jed leaving. Why not staying? Like, just because we're talking about other things that like Dorman's good. I think Dorman's a fine quarterback, but you got to look at the QB room and say, okay, well, when is this guy playing? Like, when is he going to play? He's not playing over Noah. We we believe that DeMond Williams will be better, and so Dorman's the odd guy out. That's just the way it works. Yeah, you know, and again, hey, y'all want Jed to leave? No, we want Jed to be here for the entirety of his career. I don't know, Bear Down Cats 96, you're the great, but we uh, I disagree with you on this. Yeah, it's just... It's real. It's it's realism. Like it's what we're gonna talk about. That's just. But I also part companies with Sheer a little bit, and that I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion. That's all I'm saying right there. That's all I'm saying. Um. All right. Now, uh, let's see here. You. All right. Let's get to a little bit of U of A. Let's get to a little bit of U of A basketball. But first, the Gila River Resorts and Casinos, my friends. Yeah, Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Sheer, I forgot what you said. Have you stayed there before? Uh, I have not. I've been there though. All right, now did you make some money? Were you like, uh, were you like, you know, kissing millions. babies, pressing the flesh? Thousands, millions, hundreds. All right, that's what we like to hear. You do you at the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit play at gila.com for more details. Uh, big, uh, like I said, all kinds of good stuff, gambling, all kinds of cool stuff, and it's an immersive experience, unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement you won't find anywhere. You will thank me later. Okay, now Arizona. Oh, look at this. It's not good. I'm going to move my ankles infected. My pens are breaking. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just a mess right now. Um, all right, let's talk, uh, Arizona basketball got back on track against, uh, got back on track against Utah. My question is this with certain players. Why can't we just, why can't Arizona 
why can't there just be a consistent effort like this all the time? I think that's where the, uh, especially in that second half where you got Pella going, you got Kylan going, you Keyshawed going. Why can't this just be kind of a game in and game out thing? Again, you're going to drop games, totally get it, but I don't understand why this can't be, why the effort can't always be. Uh, yeah, I mean, the effort's the biggest thing. Like, you're again, shots aren't going to go in. There's going to be some days, but just give me the effort. Like, you could tell at the beginning of the Colorado game, and even the Utah game, but mostly at the beginning of the Colorado game, that Arizona basically came in there and said, we're going to beat the crap out of you. Right. We're going to play harder than you. We're going to get every loose ball. If you play like that every game, you're probably not losing another one the rest of the year. But it, I think we forget sometimes that it's like eight. <laughs> I just held that question. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, that, I, I think, you know, we forget sometimes that a lot of these, like, again, I know this This is shocking. Kylan Boswell's 18 years old. Like, yeah, but let me ask you this. Pella's 23. Yeah, that's right. Pella is no excuse for that. None. All right. Okay, you agree. Hey, by the way, can you look up, remember the the who, the one-armed basketball player? He came up on my feed the other day. Is he doing anything? Uh, yeah, What's his name again? Uh, like, annual... Uh, Emmanuel Hansel? Yeah, Hansel Emmanuel. He yeah, yeah, is, look him up. Is uh, he doing anything? He's on Austin P. And he is averaging two points a game. Is he playing, though? Uh, He plays 17 minutes. Wow. He averages two points, four rebounds. I don't know uh, how he rebounds. Getting <laughs> the rebounds is actually really impressive. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, four rebounds. Uh, yeah. That, that's good. Do you think the person that asked us about um, Mikey Williams knows about Mikey Williams? I'm going to say yes. Joseph, do you know about Mikey Williams' background? Um, what are you going to say before he answers? What are you going to say? Does he know or not? No, I don't think he does. Um, Unless it's a joke. It's hard to tell jokes. Odds Tommy goes out again. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Mikey Williams is – I don't – yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, nothing like a hey this is really good okay all right good good okay <laughs> you're the best nothing like a all right. I was just making sure because and I can tell you one thing Joseph you're kidding but there's absolutely someone that will ask that question in the next 48 hours do you think we could get Bruce to do you think we could get Bruce to start uh asking Tommy about my about possibly you think that's the one thing Tommy hasn't done too that most coaches do Tommy hasn't taken that questionable character guy uh Sean loved those guys Sean took them all the time all right speaking of low character guys let's talk Mick Cronin for a minute when <laughs> when is this turd gonna be out at UCLA this thing gets worse and worse every single time he speaks um at what point are we like all right um this is embarrassing. He throws all of his players under the bus whenever they now he's not even going to press conferences. Um, this guy sucks. So I thought the biggest concern with losing to Cal would be that your players quit, right? Yeah. Like eventually, like if, if I go out and I tell my kid that they're stupid over <laughs> and over again. Eventually, they're not going to want to do the thing that I say they're stupid at. Right. Like, that's just like, these guys are going to quit on him. They're, they're 100%. Well, you, posted quit this, on you posted this question, and this was actually a very, very, it was a surprisingly good question from you. You said, why would anybody want to go play for this guy? They're going to Utah on Thursday. They're probably going to lose that game at Utah. 
Then they come back here. Then they play the Arizona schools. Like, this thing could get ugly for them. And then what is he going to do? Like, he, I've never seen a coach that blames their players. Like, Tom Izzo last night went on a rant. It was stupid. He said how analytics are dumb, and he can look in a player's eyes, and that'll tell him more than any computer. It was a dumb rant. But then he goes, I'm to blame. Never blame my players. Whenever you write these articles, you blame me. Do not blame my players, ever. And Cronin's like, do not blame me. Only blame (laughs) my players. (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. You know the one. You know the one that really caught my attention about Mick Cronin was when, uh, who's the kid, the top fifty kid from New York that's actually pretty good. Um, uh, freshman. Um, why am I on that team? Yeah, why am I drawing a blank? No, no, no. He sucks. I'm talking about the guy that's actually good. Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank on him? He's got an interesting name. Sebastian Mack. Sebastian Mack from Vegas. What's that? Oh, I thought he's from New York. No, Brandon Williams is from New York. Okay, anyway, doesn't matter. Oh, um, but he's a pretty good player. Yeah, like, like he's legitimately good. Not and very good on defense, but clearly their best offensive player. I'll put, like this, if, I'll put it to you like this: If Sebastian Mack wanted to come to Arizona, I would one thousand percent take him. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So he's good. Yeah, and. Cronin goes out there literally talking about this freshman that's good, that probably has NBA talent, that could probably play at uh, best best score on that roster that is filled with awful score. They are an awful offensive team. Yeah. And Cronin goes out there and says, if I had a veteran team, this bum would be playing five minutes a game. Come on, dude. I love that, like, and the, the French kid turns the ball over and makes like it's not my fault you turned it over. You turn it over, you don't play. You go cry to mommy. It's like when remember when Mick went the international route, I said that someone who had who was very familiar with the process said it would fail miserably because Mick doesn't have the patience for international players. Right. You have to have patience. And this dude, the French kid goes in, <laughs> turns the ball over once, and Mick doesn't play in the rest of the game. Right. But you know what's also fun to watch about UCLA? And I know I know we're we're making fun of UCLA because they deserve to be made fun of. Um, what's also fun to watch about that, there's just not a lot of talent on that team. When you're having to play Will McClendon, your guy Dylan Andrews, um uh, uh I nailed that team, by the way. I nailed that? them. I their backcourt was atrocious and not good enough, and their backcourt is awful. You know awful. The only one that you were right on that I was wrong on was uh, Dylan uh, uh, Dylan Andrews. He stinks. Yeah, you love Dylan Andrews. Will McClendon sucks. Um, yeah, he's not good. Uh, Mara's interesting, but the problem with Mara is he's at the wrong spot. Yeah, did you see that thing I sent you the other day with the UCLA scouting report? Yeah, the, oh, when, Mara, when Mara committed. Man, yeah, that, that was, was good. No, no, that, that was really, really good. Was that a Tracy Pearson write-up? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I can make fun of Tracy Pearson. Yeah. So um now uh no, let's talk about the conference a little bit. Um, there's only one team in this conference that Arizona fans need to keep an eye on now as far as uh, possibly winning the conference, and that's Oregon. Oregon's now four and oh. They're supposed to get Dante back in 10 days. By the way, I am your board only giving me 74 down votes to this point on the uh, uh Oregon being the only team to worry about. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't yeah. worry. Oregon's the only team, though, because Oregon, when you get Dante and you get Biddle back, they're the only team, I think, from a talent and from a coaching perspective, can look Arizona in the face. Every other team, I don't just don't think has the horses. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think Oregon is is very talented. When Dante comes back, Shell's dad is a stud. Oregon's good. You know, that's going to be a really tough game uh, at Oregon for, for Arizona. Um, and the, Oregon's got that. Vegas doesn't know anything about them either. Because remember, right. when we saw that Washington State spread and Oregon was the underdog. I was like, what? And then what the Washington won before that as well. It's like, I mean, Washington, I at least get to a certain degree. But the Washington State one, they could have played 10 times and they're not losing to Washington State. Oregon's got Cal this week at home, and then they go on the mountain trip next week. So we're going to, if Oregon can, can split that or sweep that, they're in business. They're I mean, six and one. They're six and yeah. one. And then you got Dante back because he's start, supposedly starting to practice. Um, so we'll, we'll, fi- we'll find out about that. What's a downbow, Tony Clifton? Oh, a great question, Tony Clifton. It's something I'm very familiar with. Um, so when you go on the boards and you post something that somebody doesn't like, guess what they do? And uh, so I posted on there, I said that uh, on Shear's board that Oregon was the only team that uh, uh, people needed to worry about. Guess what? I got a lot of downvotes, but not as many as I was expecting, Shear. You got to rally the troops. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. All right, now uh, Philly B will be fine as a D coordinator. That's interesting. That is it. That is interesting. All right, now uh, let's talk OGs real quick. Sure. Have you had OGs lately? Uh, all the time. All right. Yeah. All right. OGs, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, hold on. I gotta get the read. Just a second. Hold on. OGs. Oh, OGs. Uh, oh, literally. Um. Hold on. Hold on. Don't leave anybody. Um, okay. Uh, to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Like we said, our good friend, Ben White likes the fruits and the creams. Very, very good. Ben is obsessed with those things. And that is a lifestyle choice for Ben White. Check it out. Again, OG's Naturals are a vegan gummy with live uh, rosin available in St. Wheat Clementine flavor, flavor. All right. If it's good enough for Ben White, it's good enough for anybody out there. All right. Now, uh, with Arizona going forward then, only got one game this week. I need I need blowouts, Arizona, or, uh, yeah. Jason Cheer. I need blowouts. I don't need close games. Arizona, that Stanford game should have been the wake-up call. That's what I need. Yeah, Washington State is an awful, but uh, – they're not good enough to Arizona. Arizona should blow them out. I mean, they just should. Washington State's not awful. You know, they beat Oregon State. They played Colorado and Oregon close. But uh, they're also not very good. So Arizona should should really beat them up. All right, Sheer. Um, oh, this is funny, Brad Rich. Brad Rich. Oh, can Geica overdosed on OGs before making a transfer <laughs> decision? Brad, that was very funny. We need more of these jokes. Um, whoever fed Philly beat... Uh, Tucson uh, salsa needs to be charged with assault. I promise you his Serbian stomach was not ready for that. Yeah, you got to see that video. He couldn't handle any spites whatsoever. Oh, Philly. Salsa show or whatever. Philly B failed miserably. All right, you got got to send that to me. By the way, AZ Wildcat, this is very true. Oregon plus 900 is a decent hedge, yes. Is that to win the conference? Yeah, I would be very interested in that one. Jeez. Yeah. All right. All right, Sheer, before we sign off, where can they find you? Because you're also coming back tomorrow. Uh, WildcatAuthority.com, the Wildcat Scoop podcast with my wife, Shelby, and at Jason Sheer on Twitter. All right. Now, you can uh, also, no better time to come PHNX Die Hard, my friends. You can get merchandise. You can get Discord. You can get access to Jacob Franklin. You name it. They've got it. All right. Rush of the week. We got Sheer tomorrow. We got Mulebach on Wednesday. Then Les Fafita. <laughs> 
What has that guy done for the program? Sometime Thursday or Friday, we'll figure that one out as well. But Sheer, I'm sure I'll be talking to you within probably the next, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes. What say you? Most likely, yes. All right, everybody out there, you're the ones that make the show. We appreciate you as always. We will be back with you tomorrow. We all silly like the mayor. 